This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Tom Lee Hackey has become part of my morning prayers. I was a full-time nurse just lifting up a patient. I tracked the trailer, came up behind this, pushed us right through. Right off the bat, you just felt comfortable. I felt somebody had my back. He says, I'm going to do everything that I can do for you. You guys are amazing. I love you. Call Pond Lahaki Giordano, highly rated Philadelphia workers' compensation attorneys. Now on Talk Radio here on a Saturday night. Good evening, everyone, and welcome into this live edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we broadcast to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Good show lined up for our listening audience today. A little bit later on in the opening first 30 minutes of the show tonight, we'll meet the president of DC 47, and then in the second half of the show, We'll talk to and meet the CEO of Labor First. Jay Doc, welcome in, my friend. Nice to be with you live here on a Saturday night. It's great to great to be here, Joe. It's a you know it's a great time of year. A big election coming up, obviously on Tuesday. A Democratic primary in the city of Philadelphia, and uh, you know it's it's uh, what our labor community is all about, and so. Uh, you know, it's it's a, a, a big week, but at the same time, it's an important week. And and, uh, and we got a great show tonight, like you said. Uh, April Jaggett's president, District Council 47 here. That's the White Collar Union in the city of Philadelphia. And uh, John Dolzak, who, like you said, is the CEO of Labor First, um, is going to join us at the at the uh, middle of the hour. So we got a fantastic broadcast. Yeah, and it's a big weekend, of course, for all the mothers around. Uh, the world and around the Delaware Valley. And we pause just for a second to acknowledge and salute uh, this Mother's Day weekend. Tomorrow, of course, being uh, Mother's Day. Uh, And one shout out with Taylor Swift in town this weekend for three sold out shows down at uh, Lincoln Financial Field. I want to make sure that we shout out Mike Barnes and everybody from IATSE Local 8 because they nobody does it better uh, when it comes to putting together what is it takes to put on uh, a live event in this city so big accolades go out to mike barnes absolutely uh we talk about it all the time uh those stages and those big setups don't just set themselves up that you know we have the top professionals and by the way you see some of those presentations are huge okay so not only do the great craftsmen and women uh do a great job uh from IATSE uh, you know the fact of the matter is is that they also do it safer than anybody else and you and I talk about the uh the art museum area where, you know I mean what they do with uh, they basically build a city um you know a lot of times for some of our big events and so uh well said down there at the at, at, at the uh, stadium 
Uh, Ayatsi 8 doing a fantastic job. And one last thing to cover before we jump into uh, and introduce and bring April into the conversation. One last thing to cover and just push out there uh, to the listening audience and all uh, an open invitation to uh, all of the labor leaders coming up in the beginning of June, our next induction for the Legends of Labor Hall of Fame looking forward to what will be an a, what will be a spectacular event J doc um, coming up I think it's the first week of June um, but an open invitation for all of our labor leaders uh, to attend well Sam pond who's going to be our friends of labor uh, legends of labor honoree uh, the, the ceremony we're pre-recording it is on the sixth um, it'll we'll, we'll broadcast it on talk radio 1210 uh, in the following weeks but uh, yeah real excited static about Sam's been such a, uh, a champion of all of our labor causes uh, but you know quite frankly we're on the air because of them Sam Pond has done such a great job and uh, of Pond the hockey and 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 they do by the way an incredible job on our uh, injured workers uh, so yeah can't wait for that one Joe all right, good stuff. That's June 6th. Be sure you can attend. If you would like to attend, uh, reach out. J-Doc and I will get uh, get the details and get you all set up. Looking forward uh, to that. This is the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. We kick off. Uh, yeah, we have time. We'll introduce April. Uh, we'll, we'll bring April in, J-Doc. We have time. Uh, do a absolutely. short segment, go to the break, and then we'll pick up with April on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm ecstatic to bring into the in, into the program for the first time April Jagetz, who's the president of District Council 47. April, how are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, you're uh, you're the the new president and and but not all that new you've been you, you know how first of all tell us a, a little bit about that and it's your first time on the show we're ecstatic to have you on um when uh, did, did you start your presidency well i started my presidency for district council 47 back in september uh of uh, 2022 so you're right i'm new i'm about six months in but prior to that i was president of local 2187 which is one of the affiliate locals and District Council 47. So I was president of that local, 2187, and that's the local that represents the uh, professional, administrative, and technical employees of the city of Philadelphia. And, and, and so just to give people an idea, uh, you know, District Council 47 is a, 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 a vast union. You, you're an umbrella to a lot of unions. Of course, we can't go through every one of them but, <laughs> yeah. because we, we talked about that yesterday. But yeah. how many unions do you represent? How many members approximately? Well, we have uh, nine locals. Uh, and the locals, you're right, it's a, it's a vast, it's nonprofit, it's uh, a public sector uh, is cultural and higher education. So, you know, we have about nine locals, like I said, and it's approximately 6,000 members. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a very uh, diverse and array of, of union members. At the end of the day, uh, you know, and, and, and Joe, I don't know how much time we got, you know, to, to finish this segment, but I do want to uh, say, how has your experience been? Um, you know, obviously you were president of, of one of the uh, the other locals, but, you know, since you've taken over, talk about, um, you know, the experience since you become president of 47. Sure. I mean, being president of a local is kind of uh, more uh, micro, and being the president of the district council is kind of macro. And so, you know, I have to be attentive to the needs of multiple multiple locals. So it's kind of a macro, like right now we're in the, you know, election season. And so, um, 
you know, the, the candidates that we endorse uh, have to, you know, speak to every need of every single local in the council. And we're definitely we're going to get into that because we're going to break it down. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about it being political season. Um, mm-hmm. But when you're when you're representing a wide array of unions and you know they're all in different particular areas. Uh, talk about you know, talk about that and, 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 and having the, uh, the knowledge to understand everybody's challenges and everybody's causes. And, you know, it, there's, there's so many things there that you deal with on a daily basis. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, right now we're uh, working on and starting our contract negotiations for 752, which is uh, the uh, local that represents folks at the zoo. Um, and, you know, we're getting geared up for uh, election season because 2187, 2186, and 810, the employer is the city of Philadelphia. So uh, that really impacts the public service uh, that we uh, provide to the city. So we have to be very attentive uh, uh, to those kinds of needs. And then, of course, we represent uh, 54, 590, which is, you know, the workers over there at the University of Pennsylvania and the impact that um, – uh, our, our representatives make at the university level, and of course the cultural workers uh, for 397. We got the Philadelphia Museum of Art and uh, negotiating a contract for the uh, Penn Museum, and soon the Please Touch Museum actually. And so you know we got the Temple 723, uh, 1739 is a nonprofit. So yeah, it's a, it's a huge array of needs that have and, to be and, met. And, and it's amazing because a lot of union, you know, listen, it's a tough job representing one union, uh, but mm-hmm. when you represent that many collective bargaining agreements, um, you know, it's, you, you talk about all those contracts and, and understanding them. Um, talk about that responsibility because obviously, you know, you're, you're, you know, you have to be knowledgeable, you know, to, to the challenges of, of each of the unions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, contracts um, with various employers just come down to the basic um, labor principles, right? And so, um, yeah, we have to be aware of the various contracts for each local that um, the the council represents. And that can be a challenge. Um, This year, like I said, we're starting on the zoo, um, and that's kind of a cultural worker um, kind of a contract. And so you have to you know, be attentive to the needs of that particular group as uh, as it relates to that particular employer. And very different, though, from when you deal with the city of Philadelphia or the courts when you're doing in contract negotiations. So, yeah, it is a challenge. Um, but, you know, the executive board and the negotiating team is always up to the challenge. Awesome. April Jagetz, the president of DC 47, joining us here live tonight on the Labor Show with Jadoc and Krause as we broadcast to you here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT on a Saturday night in the city of Philadelphia. We'll take a short commercial break. We'll continue on the other side of the break uh, with more conversation with the president of DC 47. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98, UFCW Local 1776, She Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. And back here live on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We thank you very much for tuning in and listening in to The Labor Show with Jadoc and Krause. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, right around 635, John Dolzak, CEO of Labor First, 
uh, will join us. Jay Doc, back to you. Good conversation going on with the president, the new president uh, of DC 47. And as April suggested in the opening segment, she's six months into uh, that position uh, and is making her debut tonight on the labor show. Absolutely, Joe. And we talk about the, the importance of leadership in our labor community. And it's what really um, what separates us and makes us the top labor community in the country. And I'm so ecstatic to have April you know, in that, in that uh, category and certainly on the broadcast. April, we have an election coming up. And this election, um, you know, different elections impact different unions, uh, you know, differently, of course. But in your situation, you know, you, you have city unions, um, you know, that, that you represent. Uh, and, and so this is not only an important uh, election for all of us, of course, but it's got extra meaning for, for yourself. Um, let's let's talk about um, the importance of, um, you know, this election uh, to, to you and your members. What's on the line? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot on the line, particularly for the biggest locals that are in uh, District Council 47, as you said. Um, they're public sector employees. And so we're always fighting to make sure that uh, cuts are not made to the services that we provide the citizens of Philadelphia. And so, yeah, this is this is very important to us that uh, our candidate, we're, we're really pushing for uh, Helen Gim to get the, get the vote out um, because we believe that uh, not only does she stand for labor, I mean, she stood on the line with us uh, when we were picketing at the Philadelphia Museum of Art always picked up the phone uh, when we needed her, uh, supported us and uh, legislation that we needed to uh, get through. Um, and so I feel like that's a candidate that's going to hit the ground running uh, with her plan that she already has in place to uh, push uh, Philadelphia forward. And so it's not just about um, our relationship with a candidate that we believe will help not just the public sector workers, but the city as, as, as a whole. And, you know, that's important that you have somebody that, uh, respects and understands labor um, and has a relationship with, with the labor leader, particularly when it comes to the three biggest locals in, in the council, which are public sector employees. And so, and, and, and having said that, um, you know, representing nine unions, okay, and, and talk about uh, the importance of, um, you know, what what politics means to our labor community, okay? Uh, you know, some people, listeners, may or may not understand the fact that obviously labor is always at the forefront, especially in, in, in our region. I mean, that's what makes us amongst the, you know, the, the top regions in the country. We understand um, how it impacts us. But, but talk about it from your perspective uh, in regards to the importance uh, that our labor community and in particular your union gets involved in the political process. Absolutely. I mean, listen, uh, you know, we talk a lot about what we need and what we want to make sure gets done and that our rights are protected uh, around uh, uh, safety and, and the rights and protections of all workers. And that has everything to do with policy that comes out of not just the city, but the state. And, you know, there are a lot of things that happen at that level, not only that we accomplish, but that we can stop. And so having our, our members really involved in the process, not just getting out in the vote, but understanding what policy comes out of Washington, exactly. what policy come out of Harrisburg, what policy that comes out of our uh, municipal uh, leaders, 
um, is important because it has an impact on whether we have affordable health care or economic equality or, you know, uh, a racial and social justice. Um, all of these things impact us uh, as, as members and citizens. So Absolutely. the labor. Yes. No, 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 go ahead. No, you're, you're on point. No, no. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm well, what I was going to say, uh, so you, you're, you're speaking my language, exactly what I was going to say. Uh, it, it, the next point I was going to make is the importance of our union members educating themselves and, and mm-hmm. uh, not, not only on the general, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, details of, of, of what's going on politically, but also supporting their union's political agenda and knowing what it is. Talk, talk about that, because sometimes people, you know, you know, vote for somebody that you know just makes them feel good but and doesn't understand you know doesn't educate themselves on how they impact their their job their social position um and and of course their union's political agenda talk about the importance of a union members uh, understanding that yeah because you don't want folks out there uh vote against their own best interests right Um, or you know yeah so it's really important that uh, as labor leaders, we can do the best we can to get the information out and, and help educate our members and that they're engaged in a way that when they cast their vote, uh, they cast their vote for the, for, for their best interest and the interest, uh, of the labor movement. And that's, and that's what we have to do as leaders is to make sure our information is out there and we're pushing candidates so they understand what these candidates will do for us once they're in office. And so, you know, I, I try to make sure that folks are thinking in a broad way, not just one issue, but how does, um, how does you know, multiple things impact your life. And, and when you cast your vote, you don't vote against your own best interests. April, how, how hard is it, April, to <clears throat> decipher if a candidate is being true or if a candidate is being real? Because when you get so many candidates mm-hmm. in uh, on the ballot and there's so many messages going back and forth i almost wonder if that confusion puts you or puts any voter in a position of actually not knowing what they're ultimately voting for yeah and it's a lot it's a lot of candidates and it's a lot of commercials and it's a lot of literature coming through the mail and so, you know, that's part of why you as a labor leader want to put forward your message. We get it online. We, we do our phone banking. We do our door knocking so that our members understand what's at stake here. Um, and, and it is difficult because it is so much, so much out there in social media. And so, you know, you have to have that one-on-one conversation with your members, you know, all year round, not just during election time, so that they understand when you say this is the candidate for us. They believe us and they understand that uh, from all the pre-work that we've done, um, that they really have to stand behind us. And that's, I mean, I think that's kind of the key. I mean, when we do our, uh, our process, um, we put together, uh, our members come together on the people committee and c- come up with the uh, questionnaires and candidates have to answer the questionnaires. They come in and they, we interview them. Um, and then collectively, the people committee will make a recommendation to the delegates of our council to vote on who we're going to support. And that's a lot of work. You know, that's a lot of ciphering. That's like looking uh, at the policies and what they stand for in, in, in the past. And you get to have those conversations one on one with the candidates. And that's how we come up with who we will support. And, and I'll jump in there and say their track record. OK, 
Uh, yeah. Typ- that's that's an incredibly big deal. Um, one of the things, you know, and, and you're you're hitting all the, the, the hot button points there, April. Uh, one of the things that that is so important is and I say this to, to, to all union members is the fact that to understand your union's, uh, you know, political agenda and legislative agenda. Um, and, you know, and I'm and I'm not I don't think I'm being hypothetical when I say uh, if you don't educate your and you vote against your own union, your own interest, like you like you just said, April, then don't complain, you know, when a, an issue right. happens. You know, I mean, I, I, I it drives me nuts going to a union meeting where when when, when uh, women and men who didn't vote for the agenda complain that there's no work. You know, I, I mean, you know, it, it directly in in. It's important that we that we um, that, you know that we get that across. Do you think uh, you know most mem- union members understand that, April? I think it's a challenge, to be quite honest. Um, you want to get the information out, but I mean, you have to figure out how to get people engaged. They have to come to their they have to come to their membership meetings. They have yep. to come. You know, you have to be engaged. You have to kind of get tied in. I mean, we're we're really really making an effort. Uh, internationally, you know, for ASME to do the one-on-one conversations, you know, to to get our members out there. But, you know, you have to, as as a member, you have a responsibility. And I think that's the, you know, you have folks that look and say, well, you're going to take care of me and you're going to do it and you're going to, you know, but no, no, you are the union. Members are the union. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's the key to, to, so that they can connect the dots. Absolutely. No question about it. And, and, and communication with, with your members, like you said, and, and what a lot of people don't understand is, look, not everybody goes to union meetings and, 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 and mm-hmm. that's where you get to talk to your labor leaders to get the explanations, to get the, to, to, to be a part of, of the process. Okay. And, and, and that's, that's really where the rubber meets the road. I know we only have, uh, uh, about 30 seconds left but if you know if you want to talk about you know a, a message to get out the vote uh, that would be fantastic yeah i just uh i mean i was out there today myself and doing you know the leasing that i had to do and you know all of us have to pitch in to make sure that people will show up you know and um i'm very excited at the possibility that we're going to have basically in the city of philadelphia almost a brand new city council and a new mayor and this is an opportunity for us to be able to shape what the future will look like. And I really believe that Helen Gim is our person to kind of make sure that we shape Philadelphia in a way that promotes our principles in labor. Joe Krause. Great stuff from April Jagetz, president of DC 47, joining us here uh, on the labor show with Jay Doc and Krause, her first live appearance on the show, April. And I do hope that you will uh, visit with us again here on the Labor Absolutely. Show. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great Thank evening. You, Thank you, April. Awesome job. All right, good stuff. We'll take a commercial break here on the Labor Show uh, with J. Doc and Krause. On the other side, John Dolzak, CEO, Labor First, uh, will join us as we roll on here on a Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steamfitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. 
And back here live on a Saturday night, we welcome everyone into the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we broadcast to you, of course, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Great to be with everyone live here uh, tonight on what is Mother's Day weekend. Every day, perhaps, is Mother's Day, but it's celebrated tomorrow, and we extend a um, a wish of uh, a joy and a wish of peace for all mothers tomorrow, J. Doc. Um, meanwhile, great stuff and a special thanks uh, as well uh, to our opening guest, April Jagetz, who joined us from D.C. 47. Absolutely, Joe, and a big shout out to all the, the labor mothers uh, out there. We, we really appreciate, uh, you know, what they do on a daily basis. Uh, let me just say this. I couldn't be happier and, and more ecstatic to bring in our next guest. OK, he, he, he's not only a, a, a lifelong friend. Okay, of mine and my family's, but he's a great friend to labor with an amazing labor background and what he does on a daily basis for our retirees across the land. Okay, um, is unprecedented. So I'm ecstatic to bring into the program John Dolzak, who is the CEO of Labor First. John, how are you, sir? How are we doing, Joe? Hi, uh, guys. Um, uh, how are you? I appreciate that intro. Uh, well, it's, I don't know it's, if I deserve it, but thank you. No, no. We're just calling it the way it is, brother. Man, and John, I don't know, man. When J-Doc says he's a lifelong friend and a dear friend yeah, and everything else. I don't say we, much about John, right? Well, no. <laughs> uh, where, where I'm going with that, J-Doc, is we've been doing this show for, I think we're into our 10th year now. It took this long to get him onto the show? Come on, yeah, brother. Well, we say, <laughs> listen. Uh, you know, here, here's the deal. He, you know, I, I you know, I, I saved, you know, uh, the best for, 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 for now. And I'll tell you why. Let me just, let me just state this. Okay. Um, first of all, John has a, a great labor background. John, talk about, um, we're going to get into labor first and what you do for retirees. Um, but talk about, you know, you know, your, your background in labor and, and your heritage, because, um, it's, it's a lot like my own, if you would. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. So I grew up in a proud union household. My my father and my grandfather before him served combined now about seventy plus years with the Teamsters in Philadelphia. And I think Joe, you can you can test it. If if you grow up in a union household, you know you see things differently than your your neighbor, your buddy next door. You know some of the earliest memories I have with my father drinking hot chocolate on the weekend at picket lines or watching him speak at union meetings and. Yeah, you know, that makes an impact, right? That 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 does something to you, and it certainly did with me. And it, uh, and obviously, has driven me to where I'm, what I've done professionally, and where I'm at today. And and you know what's interesting? Um, when I first met John, okay, we had that with PhillyUnions.com. We had a business network, yeah, for, for, and and for businesses that wanted to do, uh, you know, and professionals wanted to, that were doing business and wanted to do businesses with unions. And I was amazed because you were only doing business with unions at the time. And I, the commitment, I thought, you know, and, and it, then, of course, I heard your path, father and, and your grandfather were labor leaders. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, those, the picket lines and a lot of the, you know, a lot of the union meetings and all those things, you and I have had those talks for such a long time. And so, uh, you know, we, that's when I realized um, that, that obviously we had so much in common. But what's amazing about John Dolzak, um, along with the company that he, you know, what he, you know, he's taken, uh, you know, nationally and, and what he's done, you know, locally and regionally with, with Labor First is unprecedented is, um, is that um, he, when he started this company and his vision for retirees, okay, it, listen, it started with one union 
and he expanded it with a great team of people. But we know that that's not the easiest thing in the world to do. Okay, so John, if you could share some insights a little bit uh, about, um, you know, the origins of, of Labor First. Well, no, it's a, it's a, it really is. It's an amazing story because, you know, it's, coming from a union household, you know, my father always said to me when I started this business, he's like, look, you come back to me when you have two clients and then I'll take your business card. So getting that first client, it, it was difficult. And I, I'll never forget the night that you introduced me to your father. And the company was in its early stages. You know, we knew we wanted to be obviously supporting healthcare with the labor marketplace. Um, but your dad came to me with a group of retirees and said, Hey, I, I, I want to give these guys a benefit. They don't have anything today, which is typical of your father, Joe, because you know, everyone was at that time. Money was tight. Looking to cut benefits. Your dad's looking to extend them to the, to the retirees. And, you know, he trusted me to put together a program and a solution that, wound up being, you know, the flagship or the prototype for what now, you know, we service over 250 clients in all 50 states and U.S. territories. Um, and it all started with, you know, your father opening up that door and giving me the opportunity to, to work with the members of Iron Workers 401. Well, let me just say this. And, and John and I were talking earlier, Joe, um, and, you know, we're, we've been friends a long time, but um, he, he, uh, he said, Joe, you know, I told him how impressed I've been and, and, and for what he's done and what he's developed, okay? But, and he said, you know, you, you introduced, you, you know, I mean, my dad knew John, but when John went in, it was a new company at the time, and, 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 and he said, well, you, you're the one who made the introduction. I made the introduction, no question, but let me tell you what you did with the introduction. And you know John coming from your father because you just said it. Your dad said, give me two, you know, you know there, there's no nepotism there. Show me what you know no. what you got. Okay, and then I'll bring you in. Well, um, you took advantage of that opportunity, did an incredible job. You know, when a labor leader brings you in, his reputation or her reputation's on the line. What you did with those members then, you know, proved, you know, and obviously it was just the beginning, but it was, you know, the start of something big. By, by the way, Joe Krause, to the point where John Dolzak had an office at the Iron Workers Union. Okay, that's how much. That's how much they trusted him, and then he took that and, and, and developed it and, and, and made it available to so many other unions and retirees. And, and, and so, John, uh, it's it cool to make the introduction, but even way, way more impressive for you to do what you've done in the process. Uh, it, having said that, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what services you offer retirees. So, I mean, just we. Members of organized labor, they work their entire lives for retirement. And, you know, as we all know, when you retire, health care becomes you know, a little bit more important, a little more magnified. It's, it's, it's at the forefront a little bit more, especially when you're Medicare eligible. So really, just simply put, we help work to take the stress out of that confusing health care and Medicare system we have in this country by providing dedicated what we call retiree advocates that are always available on a dedicated basis for every retiree. So when they have an issue with their health care, no matter what it, you know, no matter what may occur, they don't have to call the one eight hundred number on the back of the insurance card. They call someone that they know, and that person is there to help support them and guide them through retirement. And that's what it's all about. It's about helping these guys and girls live a longer, healthier, better retirement experience. And John, talk about um, you know. One of the things, so it's a double-edged sword, and, and John knows it like we know it, Joe. 
okay, when you represent, and I think that the, the labor community, they listen, is it, so every client means something, okay? Oh, and, yeah. and, 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 uh, and the union community, as loyal as we are, and John's a part of it, okay, and, and, and we talked about it earlier, having fathers in the positions that they were, it wasn't like we needed to, to understand the market. All we had to do was go to the dinner table, for crying out loud, okay? But at the same time, talk about, you getting the client is one thing, John, and that's hard enough. Okay, talk about keeping the client, and, and to the fact that you know what you know how important it is for every client to be happy with your services, because all they got to do is call the business manager or the president, who then calls the the AFL CIO, and then you know it can, <laughs> it, it can then disappear as fast as it got. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And absolutely. And so obviously, you know, knowing this and growing up in this environment and you know, learning this from your father firsthand and rule number one, you can never forget where you came from. And, you know, we, we still treat that same client, that first client, that second client, the same as our 220th or 30th, because that's how we've been fortunate enough to grow. Um, it's because our clients are happy. You know, too many times in this marketplace, companies come in, they save money. Savings are forgotten about three, four months later if the membership isn't happy. And retirees, there's a sense of entitlement, deserved entitlement. They worked their entire life for this benefit. So we're able to come in and, and do something that hasn't changed. It's only gotten better as we've grown. And clients love it because at the first time that we would fail or falter, our clients would be the ones that tell us that. And, you know, that would, that would echo, as we know, Joe. Just yeah. like if you do a good job, that echoes. Um, and I'm, we're blessed to say we're the only company in, in employee benefits that I'm aware of that have a hundred percent client retention rate, never lost a client and all 220 plus are all real references today. And that's something I'm very proud of. Oh, good stuff. John Dolzak, CEO of Labor First, joining us here on the Labor Show with Jadok and Krause as we broadcast you live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. John, stay with us. We're going to break for a commercial break. We'll continue our conversation on the other side. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. And back here live on a Saturday night, it's The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause again on Tuesday night or Tuesday, June 6th, our next edition of uh, or our next celebration, J. Doc, uh, of our Legends of Labor uh, Hall of Fame induction will be a real very, very special day and a special uh, time when we get to um, do the event and introduce Sam Pond. And um, looking forward to that. And again, open invitation for labor leaders to join us. Um, would love to be, uh, would love to have the entire city. Uh, be a part of that event because that man has changed uh, so many lives in just what he does. Uh, it'll be a great, great event. Absolutely. And and, and it's in our Friends of Labor, uh, Legends of Labor category. And by the way, Sam Pond and John Dolzak, there's uh, so much in common there with individuals who have uh, not only uh, they're not only friends of labor, but their commitment to labor and the individuals that they represent, John Dolzak, the retiree, Sam Pond, our injured workers, both of them, by the way, um, I, I met and, 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 and uh, 
you know, started their 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 businesses, um, you know, not long after they got involved in in our in our union uh, program, and and uh, there was a lot of people in that program. Nobody uh, more in, uh, impactful than John Dolzak and Sam Pond. Uh, John, let let let's talk a little bit about um, you know being a great employer. Okay. Um, I happen to have a, a, a sister-in-law, Rachel, who, who uh, is, is uh, an employee of John's and, and told me that the, that, that, that the employees there, she's never met and, and worked at a place where the employees were, more ha- were happier and more excited to be there. Talk about, yeah. um, you know, what you're building and, and, and the community of people that you employ on a daily basis and your pl- your pride to be an employer of, of, of people who have families and, and, and do such a great job. No, I appreciate the question. I mean, it goes back to treat people the way that, you know, you'd want, you, you want to be treated. You want your mother, you want your father, you want your sister to be treated. And, and, and that's what the culture that we're developing at Labor First and what we've created. I mean, we've been fortunate enough to win best places to work, um, in New Jersey for three years in a row. Um, you know, as we've grown, that's, you know, it's only become more important to me because that's what it's about. That's why our, that's why we do a good job servicing retirees is because it's, it's a, it's a nice place to work. They enjoy where they go. And, you know, a lot of those, again, growing up in a union household, it, that's something that was critical to me, right? I was never going to ever be behind an organization or start a company where my employees didn't love the place that they work as much as you could love going to work every day. So no, that's been key. And 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 when you talk about customer service, um, where did you, you know, where did you um, kind of in, in, employ that you know that priority? Because uh, you know I had a hospitality place for years, and uh, thousands and thousands of people come through one one. Uh, and then one time I find out, and I'm talking about years in, that my front door girl was, uh, you know, not real nice to the people. Okay, probably lost uh-huh. more more people. While you're, you know, obviously, and and your team is is growing your company, um, one of the things that's so important is that your customer service and the representatives who want to censor a face at a place, uh, they exude your attitude when they're talking to the client. Where did that priority come into effect? You know, honestly, it goes back to where, you know, you mentioned that I was privileged enough to have an office at Local 401 early in my career. That's where I met my wife. And working with the members of 401, I learned so much about not just, again, about saving money and being having the best benefits from a, a design and, and cost standpoint. It's very important. But at the end of the day, retirees, they want to look someone in the eye. They want to, they want to call someone that they know, that they have a relationship with. And, and when you have that connection, it makes, it makes the ability to do that job so much easier. I mean, it really isn't rocket science, right? It's again, treating people the way that you want your, your mother and father and grandparents to be treated. So learn, you know, learning that and, and having the ability to work with the retirees firsthand of 401. And, and Joe, you know, I, I, you know, they put me through the ringer, those guys. But I, I learned such so many valuable lessons. And, you know, my wife did such an unbelievable job. And we, we realized that this was something that other locals, other health funds needed. Um, but it was all about the service. And, and, uh, and I can tell you, your wife is incredible. Um, and, and I, I want to touch on this. Um, uh, giving back. Okay, you know, you you and your wife and the company are very generous, um, and and you know to the community. Okay, uh, but I want to tell a story, um, and Joe Crash, you don't know this, so um, I mean it's not a secret, obviously, that my family went through some difficult times um, 
with, with my father's situation, not a big secret. Um, I just want to say that John Dolzak and his wife were the first ones there, okay? And I mean from the start to the finish, to the very end. And I mean, and I know he's humble and, and doesn't want to get into this, okay? And I know it's, it's, it's awkward, but um, what he did for my family, what, what he did for my father's daughter, Christmas time, okay? Um, when there may not have been presents at the time, okay? Um, that's the kind of human being we're talking about now. And, and his wife, um, I can't say enough about these individuals. And, and Joe, you and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say this, and I know John, you know, um, it's, not, it's not like him, but I just want to thank him publicly um, for everything that he's done for my family and everything he does for the union community, for our retirees who are some of our most vulnerable people, okay? Um, I can't thank you enough, John, um, you know, for what— yeah, Thanks, Joe. You know, I mean, it's you get me, you get me choked up here, buddy. But I, nah, you know, I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Well, let me just say this: you knew we were in trouble. John Dolzak, uh, he he offered to pay for my dad's funeral services. And let me just tell you something: I called them up. Both of us were crying. Okay, that's the kind of guy we're talking about. That's why, uh, and that is how he treats our labor union members and retirees. And I can't thank him enough and his wife for, for, for being such great human beings and for doing such a great job. John, uh, before we let you go, um, how can our retirees or other unions and organizations that might be listening uh, get in touch if they want um, you know, to get in touch? That, I mean, the best way, my number, no, my numbers should be out there somewhere in the world. But uh, go to our website. Obviously, that's always a good spot. Uh, Labor First, L-A-B-O-R-F-I-R-S-T dot com. Uh, you also may see us out there under Retiree First. Uh, but never forgetting the commitment with the labor. Labor's always been the labor market. But, um, yeah, that's it. Well, listen. LaborFirst.com. Um, we, we appreciate you joining us tonight, my friend, and, and uh, g- give your wife a, a happy Mother's Day message from us, and, 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 and uh, I hope you guys enjoy your holiday. We, we love you here, man, and we appreciate everything no, you've I done. appreciate it. Real, real quick before I go, let me just give a happy Mother's Day to, to my mother and, and my, my second mother, my Aunt Joyce, who I know is out there listening to. Awesome, John. We love you, buddy. Love you too, guys. Hey, great uh, show. Keep up the good work. I appreciate it. Thank you, Bill. You got it. Good stuff. John Dolzak, CEO, Labor First, joining us here on the Labor Show. Hopefully, Jay Docky doesn't wait another nine years to come back. No, no. We'll still be here nine years from now. I anticipate doing uh, the Labor Show as we broadcast you live here on this Saturday night on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Just a couple of minutes left in the show before we uh, punch the clock and close up another edition uh, of the Labor Show. Jay Doc, lot of... uh, conversation off the air um we had a little bit of it in the opening segment uh tonight uh regarding uh, the election speaking oh, yeah. with april jagetz president of dc uh, 47 um but i think it's important to make sure to get um, the vote that out. not only get the vote out but vote for someone that is going to be there when you turn around and you need that individual absolutely that's my biggest frustration about political um officials in office well they here's the thing pick up the phone they need union support they call for union support they get elected and then when there's a need 
I don't always believe they're in the room, and that really, 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 really annoys me. Well, I can tell you this, um, and you know, people can say a lot about Jim Kenny, you know, and, and you know, but he's been incredible when it, project labor agreements and supporting labor. Um, I think we've all we've done the mayoral candidate uh, series. We've been very fortunate. Okay, and. Uh, one of the things we talked about with April is, is, is union members, and I was very impressed with her. And, and of course, uh, you know, Butch Bennett from last week and, and Brian Edison, um, Ryan Boyer, um, understate the, the, the commitment to educate their, their union members, um, uh, you know, across the board. Um, uh, you know, Danny Batter at the AFL-CIO, you know, Pat Eiding for so long, and, and all of our labor leaders. That's why we have the most incredible labor community in, in the uh, in, in the country because our labor leaders out there, Jimmy Snell, Kevin Boyle, Gary Messina, um, and, and, and so many more, okay? Uh, George Pegram, which you hear in the, uh, you know, I, if I, I'm going to miss some. I just, just can't keep going. But the point is our, our, our labor community, Wendell Young, um, and, you know, and so many more are so committed to educating their members on, on what political leaders uh, – impact their interests you heard that from april and so um you know we're very fortunate to have a community get out there and vote for those people who are going to support your needs and again you're right joe kraus Uh, you know they want us at times of need the labor leaders i mean the uh political leaders and the candidates when they need our support vice versa when we need them Good stuff tonight. That's going to bring the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause to a close. Again, look forward to, um, we'll be back here, of course, next week, looking ahead to June uh, to honor and celebrate uh, Sam Pond and his induction um, as um, our Friends of Labor induction into the Legends of Labor Hall of Fame. What a night it will be. Uh, at the offices of Pond Lahaki. More details to follow over uh, the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. That's going to do it for this edition of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. On behalf of all of our listeners tuning in tonight here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, and of course on behalf of J. Doc, on behalf of Deshaun, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey.